0: Welcome to Confessions of a Christian Woman Who Used to Mask Her Pain with Alcohol. I am your host, Connie McMillan, a queen who has overcome many challenges, alcohol just being one over eight years sober, and I am moving forward. I want you to know that God has an intended purpose for us. So even when we are experiencing some of the most challenging experiences in our lives, that's where God is using his greatest power, his greatest strength through you. You are his vessel. You are chosen for great purpose. On this podcast, that's the kind of messages you will hear, personal stories, maybe some guests here and there, but we'll also talk about finances, family, and staying healthy with our emotional, mental health. So let's jump on into this episode. Welcome back to another episode of a Christian woman who used to mask her pain with alcohol who is now on fire for God. If this is your first time joining me, welcome. I am so grateful that you are here. This episode is all about never count God out no matter how bad it looks. I want to share with you guys if you if this is your first time joining me, you don't know, I am Connie McMillan. I am nine years sober. God has been tremendously gracious to me. And this is all about sobriety and God. That's what this podcast is all about. So if you are here for that, you are in the right place. And I am super transparent. I share a lot of my journey. Why? Because I want you to know that even though you may have picked up, fallen down, you may have done a whole lot of mess just like I have, don't count God out no matter how bad it looks. I wanna share this uh, story because you guys know that I'm super transparent and I love to share my stories so that you better understand just how faithful God is. God gave me this revelation cause I didn't see it at the time, but I'm so thankful that he does things the way he does them. So I was living in Jersey. Uh, Back in 2012, I still was drinking, out of control, masking my pain. And I remember, you know, because Jersey was foreign to me. I grew up in Brooklyn, didn't even know anybody in Jersey, uh, with the exception of one person that I did not really, you know, hang out with like that. We traveled in different circles. So that's why I always say didn't know anybody and so i was very lonely i felt isolated didn't know that god was doing something even in the midst he will isolate you to get your attention and so 2012 uh, i'm in jersey east orange to be exact and i remember hurricane sandy came and it was like so crazy i've never been a part of a hurricane in my life that i've seen things on television but i ain't never been a part of no hurricane in my real life And I remember I was feeling so down in my spirit and just feeling like I wanted to go back to New York and God allowed a whole hurricane to come. And I know I shared that in another podcast, but what God gave me was he allowed the hurricane to come because he knew that I would want to go back. And. If you guys know, like, in the Bible about uh, the stories in the Bible, and I remember one, uh, when Lot and his wife were uh, told to leave where they were and, you know, don't look back, right? I think it was the angel that said that, don't look back, right? And so I remember in the story, as I said, that... um They were Lot's wife was all of them were required not to look back, but Lot's wife did, and he she was turned into a pillar of salt. And so it kind of brings me back to, you know, me wanting to go back. Um always wanting to go back to the familiar, even though the familiar is unsafe, it's toxic, it causes so much pain. And that's common, right? But here's where God led me to believe. know later on not in that moment when I say he locked down everything shut it down there was nothing going in Jersey nothing coming out of New Jersey I mean it was so crazy and I thank God that he did that it's like he saved my life because sometimes when you know when we're in those situations right when we want to go back to what's familiar even if it's abuse that was my case too verbal abuse not necessary physical abuse Um, when we want to go back to the familiar, God wants us to see that I have so much better for you. Yes. This season that you're in doesn't feel good. It feels like death. You feel lonely. You feel like, you know, how are you going to make it? You absolutely feel that way. And I get it because I did myself. But what God was trying to show me in that time, Connie, if you just hold out, if you just hold on to me, I can show you better. I have more for you. I have better for you. I need you to sit in this space, right? Uh, because I need you to get through this process. And so, you know. When I say I didn't get sober until 2014, it was because I sat in that space. I was pulling. I was fighting. I was just going through. I just, it was so uncomfortable. And I was the girl when I was drinking that I did not want to be alone. I would have people at my house that I didn't even know all the time back in Brooklyn. It was just chaotic. So now here I was in this space, this foreign space, sitting by myself, uncomfortable, you know, a lot of times with alcohol, right? But I was fighting. My flesh was fighting. My spirit was fighting. It was just like, I had to get in this space. So I, did I delay the process? I did. But guess what? God's grace and mercy was still there with me. Even as I was fighting, even times I would fall down. Like, like I told you many times, I would go to the liquor store and I would say, you know, Uh, you know, let me get a half pint or whatever, and then I would, if I felt like I was too, uh, my face was being seen at one liquor store, I would go a couple of blocks further and go to another liquor store. God was still merciful. So I want you guys to understand that even though You don't get it right, right? You're fighting. You're fighting for your life. And I'm not by any way condoning, you know, you're not submitting to God. Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But I'm saying when you are fighting, when you are crying, when you are, listen, I am saying uh to God this could be you right i need help i need to get this right uh, and that doesn't necessarily have to be sobriety right it could be something else that you're dealing with right because when you indulge with alcohol there's a whole lot that comes with that i shared last week that you know God uh, disclosed and i i believe i buried it so deeply so he disclosed for me that i was sexually abused and i didn't even realize that that's how Buried down it was. And how he showed me that now I'm nine years sober, he revealed that. Like it was like it was buried so far. So I say that to say that there may be times in your life where, again, you are struggling. You're battling. You're going back and forth with God. And you're like, God, why can't I put this thing down? And why is it taking so long? God's timing is the best timing. I would not say give up, I would say, stay in the fight, right? Stay in it and know that the battle is not yours. It is God's. Yes. Keep going to the meetings. Keep praying, right? Keep surrounding yourself in community that can support you. Don't try to do it in isolation. Don't try to do it where you're around. Yes. People that'll say, Oh, you can have one drink today. It's not good. It's not so bad because you didn't drink eight, you know, uh, five days before. Don't do that. Be mindful of your company that you are around. But do understand that while you're in this battle, while you're fighting, God is for you and that he already knows the plans that he has. He's already gone before you, way before you, just as he did for me. So as I said, I moved to Jersey in 2012, did not get sober until 2014. It looked bad. It looked dim. It looked hopeless, if I can be honest with you. It looked like, how is this going to happen? And even after I got sober, I got sober January 16, 2014. That was when my mom died. We had seven deaths that same year in 2014. I stood on God saying, you got me this far. You. So I say, no matter how bad it looks, no matter. God, he has. The answer, he he is in the midst of it. You can't count him out. I couldn't say, well, God, you got me sober. I started, you know, this journey in honor of my mom because I understood it started with her. It started with her family. It started with her, her father. It, it started way before me. You chose me. But I couldn't say, oh, well, now that my aunt died and my cousin died and my other cousin died, it was so many deaths. I couldn't say, all right, God, well, now I'm all stressed out, so I'm just going to pick up. I had to stand firm and say, I know you got me, Lord, but I didn't just have to do it that way. God, he was so strategic in the way that he did it. He said, the business that you have, that you are showing up with alcohol. Cause I had, I had the business already. God tells me chocolate first served alcohol. But he allowed me to not only transform it where I had to remove alcohol, I changed the whole name to Sober Juice Bar. And it took off. It took off. That was God saying, don't give up on me. Hold hold on to me. I know what's going to happen before you. And I got you. I'm in the midst of it. And that's what I want to share with you guys. Hold on. God is in the midst. He sees everything. Nothing goes unseen and nothing goes undone. And I will say this last part. For those of you that have had that challenge, uh, that hurt, right? That violation of being molested or, you know, abused, violated. Let me tell you something. God sees that too. And even, it's not our job to hold on to it. It's not our job to be angry with that person because God will deal with them. It's our job to forgive. And that's what I've had to do. It was hard. I wasn't molested by a man. I was violated by a woman. So I want you to understand that even in the pain of that, God sees you. Don't give up on him. He is with you and he We'll take care of it. All right, so I just wanted to share this episode. I thank you, Father God, for the word that you have given me. I thank you, Lord God, that you are with your children every step of the way. I thank you, Lord God, that your word says I will never leave you. I will be with you even until the end. I thank you, Father, that you know the plans that you have for us, plans to prosper and not harm, plans to give us a hope and a future. And I pray, Father God, right now for each and every one of your daughters and your sons, oh God, that you would comfort them, that you would speak to them them oh God even in the midst of where they are let their tears oh God be answered to you oh God you know their tears you know your word says and I believe it's your word that the tears that we cry you understand that they're words to you Lord God you came on earth oh God you know what pain is so nothing that we have experienced oh God is new to you you did the ultimate sacrifice dying on the cross for our sins And we thank you, Lord God. We bless your holy and righteous name. We give you glory and you honor, Lord God. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. I bless your holy and righteous name. So children of God, daughter of God, sons of God, I want you to know that the Father is with you. Never give up on him. He loves you. If you need community, by all means, check out the Faithful Sisters of sobriety, and even if you're a brother, I'm not going to stop you from coming into the community because that just means that God sent you. So I I know what it's called, but listen, if you want community, by all means, there, that community is all about helping you on your journey. There are so many resources helping you with triggers, helping you uh, be able to develop, helping you understand uh um, you know, uh, accountability, helping you to have so much to become who God has chosen you. This isn't about Connie. This is about God's work. So if that is something that you're interested in, by all means, click the link in the show notes. It's uh, my website, www.conniesmcmillan.com. You are more than welcome. There is an investment of $25. Why? Because if you invest in it, you will definitely take it more seriously. So I just want to say that know that I love you, but God Almighty Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom, loves you far more than I ever could. Later.